Rogue Origin Audiobook Episode 3 Dare to Admit Defeat Congratulations. Jackson bowed and turned his attention back to my father. The crowd cheered and then proceeded back to enjoying the party. Your Majesty, why did you rush our union? We weren't planning on getting married for quite some time. Father, he's right. Uh, I'm not ready for this. My father's eyes then filled with aggravated rage. I couldn't care less if you're ready or not, you insolent little girl. You will marry. That isn't up for discussion. Do you understand me? Do not speak to her like that. I held on to Sage's wrist as we made our way down the steps and back out the throne room, through the gates and outside to the garden. Ugh! Beth, why did you let him speak to you like that? I mean, you just stood there! Sage was aggravated as he raised his voice in my company. I took a deep breath. My father isn't afraid to put someone in their place, especially when they've disrespected his morals. There was no need for us to make a scene. We just need to find a way to get out of this. The sooner, the better. I think I can help with that. Skyla, second princess of Vergarian Kingdom. A girl spoke behind us. She wore a long lavender gown with gold cuffs around her biceps. You said you could get us out of here. How? I asked and turned my direction to the girl with long hazel hair and golden yellow eyes. Aren't y'all, like, engaged or something? No. Well, uh, technically, yes, but... Your dad's a prick. Forcing marriage? Disgusting, if you ask me. Do you have a way out or not? We don't exactly have the time. Well, you're not the only one who got engaged tonight. Oh, don't tell me I'm engaged to you, too. No, you don't! I elbowed him. It's the alliance we're talking about. They probably wanted to unite all the kingdoms by marriage. Oh, that actually makes more sense. I was forced in with the first prince of Lockshire. Whoever that is, he didn't even bother to show up tonight. I've heard of him. Prince Wingstead, I believe. Never met him, though. I've been told he never attends any public gatherings. A bit odd, if you ask me. Doesn't matter to me anyway. I refuse to marry anyone else but somebody I love. Looks like that's something we have in common. Immediately, a voice appeared behind me once again. As I swung my head around, the voice came from a tall, raven-haired man approaching us. Uh, uh, have you been there the whole time? For the most part. Are you who they call the demon's blood? Uh, how rude. For your information, the man places his hand to Skyla's face and shoves her away. I begin to stare into his eyes of amber as I swallowed. You. M me? The man began to draw closer and then peered over me inches from my face. Your eyes. That's a rare trait you got there. Uh, um, I placed my palms to his chest, trying to push him away. Listen carefully to what I'm about to say. He stepped back, facing Sage and Skyla as he reached into his pocket of his coat. I believe the Alliance was a way to sell us, 
What? What the hell are you going on about? The man pulled out a worn piece of paper and unfolded it as he began to read. Sage Vertigo, Joel Wingstead, Skyla Zarek, Cage Rivers, Leviticus Cruor, and Bethel Smaragdus are hereby sold. Rendezvous back at our designated meeting point with the merchandise at dawn. That can't be real. Let me see that. Skyla ripped the note in seconds from his hands as her eyes began to fill with tears as they glanced at the bottom of the page. Can I? Skyla then handed it to Sage. His eyes widened in shock, then looked up from the parchment at me. What? He reached his hand out, with the paper slightly resting in his fingertips, as I collected it. My eyes read through the ink, and then at the bottom of the note was each of our parents' signatures in my family's royal seal. Your guard with the blue hair wasn't hard to bribe for this either. You'd think he'd be better at holding on to something so confidential to the king. He isn't involved in this, right? Tell me he didn't know! <laughs> my king, I have placed each vial into their dishes as instructed. Quick, hide. Someone's coming. The stranger immediately grabbed me as we rushed behind the bush as Skyla and Sage followed. Who are you? I whispered as his arms were wrapping around me. Leviticus. Nice work. I'm disappointed they didn't want them dead. Me as well, sire. Mm. But orders are orders. Smart boy you are. Now then. The feast is starting soon. Don't want to miss the main course. Their footsteps slowly echoed and faded back into the chatters of the castle. Oh my god, he wasn't lying. We have to get out of here. He knew. He was my best friend and he knew about this? Bethel, he lied to you. We can worry about him later. Right now we have to go. You're right. I... I can get us horses. You're coming with us, right? I looked up at Leviticus as he unwrapped his arms and stood up. At this point, I don't really have a choice. Let's move. He held out his palm in front of me. Right. I said, placing my hand in his as he helped me up. We snuck through the shadows of the garden and made our way down to the stables. Hey, Bethel. She whispered as we peered around the stone castle wall. Yeah? Bethel! Which way? I stepped up to where Sage had been posted. There. I pointed to a large bay of hay next to a wagon. There were stone and large wooden posts outside the building attached to the castle. Great. Back into the lion's den. Don't worry. We'll be fine. I dashed out, my feet hitting the stone street as we made our way to the stables. All clear. I motioned to Sage of Leviticus as Skyla proceeded to follow behind. Are we sure that this is the best course of action? The faster we get out of here, the more time we have to discuss that. I folded open the large barn doors as the sound of hooves hit the hay. Just pick one and let's get out of here. I opened one gate to a snow-white stallion. Its eyes were of a lavender purple. I ran my palm over its hide and calmed it down. There you go. Good girl. 
I turned and grabbed the saddle hanging on the gate. Lifting it over the silver beauty, I buckled it in place. Placing my foot in the stirrup, I hoisted myself up, swinging my leg over. I sat on the horse and began to walk her out of the gate. Everyone ready to move? Everyone nodded as Leviticus pulled his horse up next to mine. We're gonna be alright. Okay. Leviticus then led us out of the barn and back onto the stone path. Uh, guys? What now? Uh, yeah, uh, hey guys? What? Crap. Uh, we gotta move. Jackson's Knights of the Green were headed our way. Where to? Follow me. I wrapped the reins around my wrist and gripped the remaining rope in my hands and slashed them against the saddle. Racing the horse down the stone path, saved Leviticus and Skyla followed close behind me as Jackson's riders were on our tail. Uh, hey, Bethel. They're gaining on us. Almost there. We approached the clearing in the forest. I led us through the back gate, rushing off the bridge and into the shadows of the Emerald. They... stopped? That's right. Jackson refuses to let his men outside the walls at night. Why is that? Are they afraid of the dark? Skyla giggled at the misunderstood statement. The dark isn't the half of it. The raven-haired woman, right? That's right. Nodding, we charged deeper into the forest. The canopy was restless. The wind lively, and the moon was shimmering onto pebbles in the dirt. The path began to fade into gravel, and then patches of grass. We can't ride all night. We're going to have to make camp soon. She's right, Bethel. You know these woods. Where to? There should be a waterfall up ahead. Once we get to it, there's a cave that should put us in the clear, at least for tonight. The four of us continued through the dense wood. Coming to a clearing, the grass became damp. I halted my horse, coming to a stop. We're here. I climbed off of the horse and tossed the reins over its head and wrapped them in my hand. The others unmounted their stallions and slowly followed behind me. Are we sure that we're safe here? They don't venture this far into the forest. They won't risk it. Walking towards the rocks where the waterfall had been flowing over, there, a cave completely hidden by it. We made our way inside. We need firewood and water. I stated as Sage and Leviticus nodded. How do you know so much about the woods and these landmarks? As both Sage and Leviticus walked out, Skyla spoke up, looking at her hands and twiddling with her thumbs. Mostly books. But when I could, I would sneak out. The castle was suffocating. In a way, I think it was an excuse to avoid my father. It makes me wonder if running is still a good idea. In ways, I think we made the wrong choice. But at the end of the day, I knew we'd lose sight of ourselves. Forcing marriage? More authority? Sky, our parents sold us. You're right. I guess that a part of me is just scared. I think we're all feeling that way. We just have to trust each other. We're back. Leviticus and Sage walked back into the cave with a pile of firewood stacked in Leviticus's arms and Sage carrying two canteens of water. Hey, Bethel? Yeah, I said as they started to build a fire. You and uh, Leviticus said something about a raven-haired girl? I turned to face Leviticus as he immediately lit the fire and began to feed it oxygen. You've got me intrigued. It's a dark tale. 
I guess it's a good thing I like ghost stories. Come on, let's hear it. As we all sat around the fire, as it flickered against the cave walls, our shadows danced along the floor. 